okay, I really want to be professional. I definitely want people to walk away thinking, okay, we trust her. However, I think it's so important as well to be human when you're dealing with clients face-to-face, 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 you know, ask them. I like to, I like to ask them how they met. I like to show a big interest in their wedding other than the photography aspect of it because I've got to get excited about this too. This is a huge deal for them. Yes, I do 10 a year, but for them, this is just the one that they're going to do. It means everything to them. And I believe that that applies to every job, not just wedding photography. Good morning. Good morning. How do you do? Well, it's actually two minutes past 12 with me, so good afternoon. Good afternoon, that's right. You're an hour ahead in Belgium. Everybody knows that, right, that you're in Belgium, I'm in Scotland. Uh, I, I don't think know. they do. I don't think we've ever mentioned that. Maybe. No, we've definitely mentioned it a few times, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although some people have said to me that they think we record the show in person. together. Yeah. I wish we did. Yeah, that would be fun. We should do that once sometime. Yeah, at the next conference we're both going to, we'll bring our microphones and that would be fun. Yeah, it would be good fun. Be different, I think. Yeah, so today's episode is all about me. Today's episode is all about you. But I hope that, I don't know, I hope that you, when I, basically today we're going to be walking through my wedding photography process and this is from getting the client to the big day and I'm kind of hoping that there are times when you chime in and you say oh Ashley I don't know I think you could do this a bit better or a bit differently. Yeah well I'm gonna I'm I'm really intrigued uh, to hear uh, other people's processes and, and how they how they work and and see how different it is from how I work and and whether yeah or whether it's really similar to how I work, even though it's in a different in a different field. So I'm I'm quite interested to see what your process is like, and sure we can we can have a chat about it. And yeah, I'll give my my thoughts on it. But I was thinking that yeah, even though that we're talking about my process for wedding photography, it can really be applied to any career because the gist is, I think anyway, you, irrespective of what career you're in, you've been hired to do the heavy lifting. You've been hired to worry about the problem. You've got to give the client as little to think about as possible because you're being paid to make their life easier. That's what I think. And that's what I try, how I try to approach my wedding photography. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but if a confession, I've, I never... I think because my photography, I very much consider it a side business, okay? Mm -hmm. And insurance is my main nine to five. So for that reason, I've never invested heavily into marketing. Similar to you, Paddy, I'd imagine. You don't take out half-page adverts in net magazine advertising your services and stuff. No. So really, everything begins nine times out of ten when a client just contacts me via email out of the blue. And how how have they found you? Through your own website then usually, yeah? No, the good thing is most of the time they contact me because they've been recommended by a friend. All right. Well, that's... Which is fantastic. Yeah, that's the best type of marketing you can have. It's the best type. So sometimes, yep, I get an email, they address me by my name and they say, oh, hey, Ashley, you shot so-and-so's wedding last year and they recommended you. Other times I'm nameless and it's an abrupt 
how much do you charge for a wedding? Mm -hmm. So I can tell that those people are just bulk emailing a lot of photographers. But despite that, it doesn't matter because every email gets a reply. Even if somebody contacts me with a date that I've already been booked, I will let them know. Mm -hmm. Because I have it on good authority that, and this surprises me, wedding photographers are often very slow to reply, sometimes to the point where they just ignore your emails altogether. Mm -hmm. So for me to stand out and to do things a wee bit better, it's important that I, I'm quite communicative and reply quickly. And I think people really appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. That's something I, I try to do as well, try to be really, really fast with replying to emails. Um, and, and yeah, even if it's even if it's something I'm not interested in or, or the budget's too low or, you know, whatever reason it is, I'm not going to take it on. Uh, I still, you know, would reply and, and out of politeness say, you know, these are the reasons why I can't, I can't work with you. But yeah, just not replying is just a really, it sends out the signals that you're really unprofessional. Yeah, I agree. But I've noticed you are actually really good at, at being punctual with your emails. Whereas, although I definitely try to be and and prioritize everything, sometimes it does get on top of me. You know, sometimes there is a lot to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's important to 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 be speedy and efficient with yeah, your well, communication. It's your, it's your first impression you're going to give on uh, on yeah these prospective clients. I mean, if the first impression is Oh yeah, it takes it takes a week before you get an answer. I mean, that's just kind of sending warning signals that what's going to happen. You know, if uh, months down the line, it's it's coming up to the big day and you haven't heard, or you have a you know, there's been a change or something, and they email you and you're not getting back to them. I mean, that's not very reassuring. So that's a that's great that you're that you're a fast replier. Fast, but could still improve, and I will. But to save time with the whole emailing thing, that's why I built a special page on my photography blog with my packages and prices. Now, I know that we talked about this in a previous episode when we were discussing, like, how do you win the type of clients that you want to win? Mm -hmm. And how it may be worth me discarding the packages to provide a more bespoke pricing experience. Mm -hmm. And I might... I might do that. I, I don't know. I'm on the fence about it because I might do it. But having these this page with my packages and what they cover and my prices, it definitely saves a lot of time and moves things along quicker um, because I, I reply to their email with a link to this page and I'll also send them my wedding portfolio just in case they haven't seen it and also give them a quick description of the type of photography I do because uh, was it... Two episodes, was it the last episode that we talked about educating clients or the one before that? Uh, that I think it was two episodes ago. Um, no. Yeah, it no, was it was last, the last last week, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to remember. Um, and we talked about how you have to be really black and white because even though they've looked at your portfolio, people still might have different expectations so it's important to be like, this is the type of wedding photography that I do, which mm -hmm. I think you agree with too. Mm -hmm. Just be as black and white as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So after I get all of that stuff to them, um, and this is the thing, I don't know if you're different, but everybody that I deal with likes to communicate over email. Like nobody ever says, here's my number. Can you call me? It's all no. done over email. Always over email. Yeah. No, nobody, nobody calls anybody anymore. No. It's weird. It's, so 
Yeah, why is that? It's easy to hide behind emails. Um, uh, you get to, you yeah, you get to email, do all your emailing, you know, whenever you want, um, rather than, yeah, if somebody phones you, you have to drop everything and talk to them on the phone, you know. That's true. It's very invasive, isn't it? Mm. So... Plus, it's maybe easier to explain everything you want or, or you have it all down there on paper, what they want in their, their wedding. You can have links and stuff. So I guess yeah. it's um, that's why. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's all done via email. Now, sometimes I don't hear back from them for months. OK, mm-hmm. like I mean, like four months can pass. But whenever I do get an inquiry through, I put it in a text document with all my wedding bookings and I write any details I have, like the date that they're getting married, where we are with the inquiry, has it been booked, have I taken a deposit, do I need to follow up? But I really want to build a nice piece of software to manage all of this for me because a text document is just really messy and impractical. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you have any better suggestions I bet there's a piece of software out there already. There must be something out there already, yeah, for for keeping track of photography clients. Aye, but they're all ugly <laughs> and bloated. Yeah. Well, but, if anybody knows, they should tweet us at the uh, Working Out Show and let us know if you've got a an app for Ashley. Otherwise, yeah. we're just going to have to build it. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to build it. So, yeah, so I have this really impractical messy text document i have one for every year um so it can get quite crowded in there but yeah so when they do eventually reply back they you know they come back with a bit more details and they want to meet for a coffee and i think i don't know if you'll agree with me but with the whole meeting stuff i think this is something that you have to consider when pricing yourself whatever career you're in designer photographer because you know, sometimes I do have to travel a 100 mile round trip just to have a meeting that might not even um, develop into a booking. And that's a lot of petrol money. I don't really know what to do about that because I would never say, oh, you, you might want to book me for your wedding. Well, it's going to be 50 quid for a meeting. That's mm. just not on. So I don't know if that's something that I should be adding on top of my wedding prices. That's just something you have to add into your overall pricing structure. Like make sure you're you're still covering that. Like look on, look at how much it, it costs you, you know, uh, every year for, for traveling and, and petrol and everything and make sure that that's well covered in your, what you're earning over the whole year, you know, because it's, yeah, you can't really ask for you know, up front, well, if you want me to come and meet you, you're going to have to pay for that meeting, you know, until they're your client, until they've, you know, they said they're wanting to actually hire you for the wedding. You're talking about like, like the meetings that happened before, like yeah. the first meetings. Yeah. yeah. So that's the sort of stuff you just have to build into your, your overall price uh, that and just make sure those are covered. Yeah, that's important. But I will say blowing my own trumpet here. Out of all the clients I have met face-to-face with, I've only lost out on one job. So that's pretty good going for three years. That's a pretty good record. I know. And that was because they didn't feel comfortable with the fact that I wasn't a full-time wedding photographer. So Uh I was like, okay, I don't really want to work with you anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah, uh, other times 
people generally people do want to get their wedding photographer booked as quickly as possible Mm -hmm. so you'll sometimes find that even the second email that they've responded to me you know after seeing my portfolio on prices they're just like yeah yeah we want to book like some pricing info and a look at your portfolio is enough for them to book you but despite that I still always suggest that we meet for a coffee I think it's quite important to to do that face to face. I don't know if it's as, is it as important in your job because for me, they're inviting me into a very personal moment in their life. Mm. They do need to get to know me. Is that as important with your job? Not for me. I mean, there's many of my clients I've never met in person. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, for me, it's not, uh, I mean, definitely if they were, because a lot of my clients are uh, in the States or in the UK or all over the place. So it's not really feasible for me to, to go and meet them. But um, the ones that I do have that are, local i would at least go and yeah meet up with them at least before the project started you know to to chat about just the 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 working relationship and what we all expect all the stuff we talked about last week in the show but for me it's not uh it's not really a requirement to meet in person if um if yeah they're too far away so yeah but do you do you meet with people just to actually get a feel for whether you bond together whether you I definitely together. do I definitely do have Skype calls with uh, with new clients so like before anything kicks off I I ask them for yeah uh for a call over Skype because you can uh you can learn a lot more from from a chat with someone uh, over Skype rather than than just through emails so um it's you can you know gauge what kind of client they're going to be or how you guys are uh getting on together so um yeah I definitely I definitely usually have a I definitely have a Skype call before anything starts in the project. Yeah, it's definitely important. And I think I can kind of kill two birds with one stone because I often suggest that if it's a venue, if they're getting married in a venue that I'm unfamiliar with, I suggest that we meet up there so Ah, that, yeah. yeah, I can get a feel for what the place is like, what we're working with. And that's worth doing because the last thing that I would ever want is to get lost on their wedding day on the way yeah. to the venue. Can yeah, you yeah. imagine that? I'm sorry for being half an hour late. It's because I couldn't be bothered coming to check out the <sighs> scope out the venue beforehand. Yeah, And it also helps with just seeing what the light is like. Um, you know, call it research. Like if you're a designer, you might do a mood board for each project. project. Mm-hmm. So that's my research. Mm-hmm. However... A lot of my weddings, especially this year, have been in England. So I, you know, I just can't do that. Yeah. So I have to rely a lot on looking at photos online or really getting the couple to be super descriptive about what the venue looks like. But I've I've yet to have a problem. I've not I've not turned up anywhere in England and gotten lost or had an absolute nightmare right. of a venue, fortunately. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't have, I don't work from an office like you. I work from home. Yeah, I just work from home too. Yeah, and this is the thing. Because we work from home, it means that we don't have uh, meeting rooms. But I find that that's not a problem. If we can't meet at the venue, a coffee shop will do. People, these days, working from home is so common. People, you know, it's not something that's that's ever an issue. No, 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 no. And meeting in coffee shops is like, that's just, that is the... That is the the meeting room of 2014. So, yes, this is important to meet face-to-face, see if we gel, and I'll take notes 
this is the point where I take a lot of notes about the day. Now, when I say I take notes, obviously knowing what the schedule is like is very important. However, there are other things that you wouldn't really, or that I didn't think about before I got into this. Um, you know, what's important to the couple at their wedding? Because some couples really want a big focus on detail photography, mm-hmm. whereas others just want to focus on their guests having a good time. Yeah, Every couple's different. And also... It's good to be aware of any family feuds that could make the day awkward. I've had divorced parents refusing to stand next to one another in the photos. Yeah. So I'll obviously have to think of ways to get around that. And obviously it's better to be aware of it in advance. But yeah, that point is just so important to get as much details up front and build a a good picture of what the wedding day is going to be like. Mm -hmm. Can you draw any similarities? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the same as, uh, that's the same as any project. I think is like we talked last week about the educating clients, the it's really important before you start anything to just, you know, discuss okay, put everything out on the table and say, this is going to be my role in this project and what do you expect of me and what, what I expect of you and uh, the, the you know, discuss eventual, you know, potential problems that you see could arise, like like you were mentioning about uh, winter weddings and say, if they're saying, yeah, we want to have a load of nice, nice photos outside uh, after the wedding, but you have to be, you know, you have to say up front that, yeah, that's not going to be possible at this time of year. So, uh, and yeah, stuff like you need to find out from them is, are there going to be any potential problems with, with different guests that won't be photographed together or, you know, whatever the, whatever the, you know, the potential problems there could be with the, with the location or, you know, timing and all that sort of stuff. But it's, that's when you, uh, when you have to do that stuff is way before anything starts. There's no, it's no use whenever you turn up on the day and discover that the the divorced parents won't stand for a photo together. I mean, then then you're then you have to scramble to come up with a, a solution, you know, rather than being prepared. Yeah, I just think that for any project, the more research you can do and the build up to it, the better. Because there's always just there are always things that you wouldn't actually consider that might bite you on the ass on the day of you know on the day of the wedding for me but if I do my research beforehand it's never really a problem so what I will say is that okay I really want to be professional I definitely want people to walk away thinking okay we trust her however I think it's so important as well to be human when you're dealing with clients face to face eh, face to face face to face you know ask them I like to I like to ask them how they met I like to show a big interest in their wedding other than the photography aspect of it because I've got to get excited about this too this is a huge deal for them yes I do 10 a year but for them this is just the one that they're going to do it means everything to them and I believe that that applies to every job not just wedding photography yeah the extra value that you can add I mean you can find you know a hundred a thousand other designers or photographers or whoever who has who have the same skills as you they can you know they can create a website you know uh, or they can they can code stuff up or they can design or they can take photographs the the skills are the same but when in reality when a client is going to choose you they're going to choose the one that 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 asked them yeah how they met and and wanted to hear their story and wanted to tailor the 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 project or the wedding or whatever specifically to them 
Yeah, totally. And I wouldn't ever, my advice to everybody wouldn't be to underestimate this portion of your job. Yes, it's not the part where you get to do what it is that you're skilled at, but it's it's just as important. And it's it's definitely a chance to to see if um if you're going to get along with them and likewise for them they need to get along with you now I have had meetings with people where I don't know if you have but we just don't click there's like no rapport and I I walk away thinking oh my goodness they're definitely not going to book me we just didn't gel but you never really know because often in their case Sometimes a stony client can just be because they've had a long day of wedding planning or a long Mm. week of wedding planning and they're just a bit tired of it all. So the bride and groom that you see on the day is completely different to the bride and groom that you met with, you know, and they're now full of life and smiles. So, yeah, so that's a weird one. I've definitely had had meetings like that or even just from the email, you you get bad vibes off a potential client and you're like, this is someone I'm going to have real difficulty working with. And now I'm now I'm in a position where I can, if there's any sort of little doubt in my mind, I'll just pass on the job because uh, it's not worth it. I've done too many projects now where just working with the client was a, was a disaster and just I really regretted doing the project. Have you ever refused uh like a when you saw when you saw that yeah you wouldn't really gel with the couple have you ever you know refused uh the job kind of yeah so basically i mean i don't know if i should i don't know if i should tell this story or not but (laughs) yeah it's been a really busy wedding season somebody had come to me two weeks before they were getting married to see if i had availability two weeks before their wedding Mm -hmm. and I didn't have availability I'd booked a wee holiday for myself but I thought you know what this is somebody's wedding who cares about my holiday and this was also um, a couple of weeks where I was suffering from a really bad flu like bed bound could barely I could barely get out of bed to do anything and I dragged myself out of bed and got myself looking as professional as possible and went to the place to meet them and they just never turned up mm-hmm. and um you know I was calling them uh you know I'm here at the venue they just never showed up and eventually ages later I got a, a voicemail from them saying oh sorry I was late community schedule and I was just like no yeah like nobody's going to treat me like that no That's I never just disrespectful if, yeah if someone uh, misses the the meeting that we arranged and it's happened so many times where I've written like Someone's emailed me and asked me to to take on a project and I emailed, you know, back and forth and said, okay, can we set up a Skype call to kind of discuss it? And then you're sitting waiting around on Skype and nobody shows up. Uh, I've had that so many times. And yeah, when that happens, that's I wave goodbye to that project. I don't, even if they come up later uh, and say, you know, oh, I forgot or whatever. I mean, the excuse would need to be really good for me to then take on the project um, but no, that yeah. that sort of stuff is that just shows you that okay, they don't value your time as much as uh, their own. So um, what's going to happen down the line whenever you're you're actually working on the thing? So no, yeah. And I was I was a bit apprehensive about sharing that story there because I didn't want people to think that I was harsh. Like, so this person was late, and I was just like, no, we can't reschedule. But yeah, if they 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 clearly didn't respect or value my time, and my time is very important. Mm-hmm. Everybody's time is important, not just mine. So yeah, I have refused in that respect. Um, but generally after the meetings, clients 
again, like I said, couples don't want to drag this out. They they literally want to cross this off their list. They want to get their wedding photographer booked. So I generally know really quickly after the meeting whether they book me or not. And this is where I um, take a deposit. So I just picked this figure out of thin air, but I think it's quite a general figure. I, I invoice them for a 20% deposit to secure their day. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's normal to take a 20% deposit up front and then later on get the 80% pay, final payment or if you stagger it. I, I, I don't know. I never seem to have a problem with this though. So I've just kept it as it is. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, a, it's a fair uh, fair amount. Usually I, I do 25 uh, and then, yeah, before I deliver anything at the very end, like deliver all the source files and everything, then I, they, they pay the difference, you know? So that's, that's, that seems kind of similar to what I do. And what do you use? Do you use free agent for invoicing? I use free agent, uh, like crazy. I love it. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> I use funny. it to organize ever since I started freelancing like a couple, two and a half years ago. Uh, I've been using free agent since the beginning and it's, um, no, it's fantastic. I love it for all the invoicing and keeping track of my time and everything. Yeah, I really need to just get over that initial hurdle of learning it. I just need to stick with it. And Oh, there's really nothing to learn. It's really okay. good. Especially well, if you have a lot of different clients. That's why I find it um, That's why I find it really useful because I have so many clients and usually a few projects going on at once. So it's, it's really handy for, for that. Yeah, I really, yeah, I should just do this. I should just do it. Um, But yeah, something that I've now started to do as well after taking a deposit, and this is because I got a wedding client that was really panicky that I wouldn't turn up. Like they were, they were like, what if you get a cold and you just phone Mm -hmm. us on the day and say you can't do it. So something that I've started to do since then is just drop a really simple contract so that they have the reassurance that I would actually have to be, you know, in my deathbed to not turn up to their wedding. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I actually Baxter, I'm contracted to photograph your wedding at, you know, like X venue and Y date for this amount of money or whatever. Just something really simple. But it, it puts their mind at ease. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you in terms of contracts? Do you work oh, yeah. with a contract? A hundred percent of the time yeah, I work with contracts, even if it's for especially if it's for like friends and family kind of uh, kind of projects as well uh, it it just i think we've talked about contracts before but it's not it's not that you need something down on paper that you're going to take them to court with you know a year down the line but it's more it's more just to get everything down on paper what your role is and what you're going to deliver and what they should expect of you and not not have anything up in the air and kind of vague so that halfway down the line the client would think oh I thought you were going to do the the copy on the website and the designer thing and oh, I thought you were going to do it and that, that sort of that sort of discussion uh, is completely non-existent then if you have if you have a contract that clearly states you know what everybody's going to do so it's just something that puts people's mind at ease rather than rather than something that's that's a big legal thing you're gonna that that's going to be held up in court i mean that eventually could happen uh so it's great to have a contact in that in that case but more often than not it's just uh, a good thing to have so that everybody's on the same page yeah i'd be really surprised if there's anybody listening who works for themselves that doesn't use a contract that would surprise me. I think a there, lot. I think there's still a lot of people don't use contracts or use them oh. only half of the time. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen 
like articles and surveys and things from from freelancers, especially in the in the web design industry. And so many people are are still not using not using contracts. And I'm not sure why. I'm not sure you know if it's a if they're kind of you know shy about about putting it down in contract, or especially if it's someone you kind of know, then you're it feels like you don't trust them if you're if uh, you're you're saying we need a contract but that's not the that's not what the contract is is about you know it's just to avoid discussions down the line of of uh, who does what but um yeah i still think it's a pretty high number that of people that, that don't use contracts most of the time naughty naughty slap on the wrist for those people but yeah this is so this is a really weird part of being a wedding photographer paddy because after you book the wedding there's often this ridiculously long period of not really having to keep in touch with your client. So uh-huh. you can have 12 months between taking a deposit and shooting a wedding. So how do you strike the balance between letting them know you're still excited, you're available for them if they need you, and you're looking forward to their wedding, but not needlessly badgering them? I kind of haven't figured that out yet. Well, when do you get back in touch with them again? Like what's your, is it like a month before the wedding or two months or... So a couple of months before the wedding, I'll just get in touch with them to make sure nothing's changed. The kind of the details are still the same. Make sure we've all got the right contact numbers. And then it's a month before the wedding that I send them the final invoice. Mm-hmm. So, so, but again, that can be like another, that can be like eight, nine months of nothing. It's yeah. just a weird, it's a weird thing. I don't know if there, I don't know if there is a way around that. Like maybe I should get in touch with, couples that I photographed and see if they felt that there should be more or less contact from me. Yeah, you should maybe do that like after your after the whole process, like after, you know, two or three months after the wedding, you can, you know, shoot them an email with with two or three questions on on how you can uh, how you can improve your service or what they thought you could do better or what they loved about, you know, having you there. Or maybe, you know, just meet them for a coffee to to I mean, well, I suppose we'll get to that of how you, you know, hand over the photographs in the end up. But maybe that could be part of that process of, you know, getting some feedback from from the couple. Yeah, that's a good idea. But yeah, I really like the final balance to be settled before I shoot the wedding. Again, I don't know if that's norm in the wedding photography industry, but I will say that I've never had a problem with the payment in regards to wedding photography because people know that they've got to budget Mm -hmm. for a wedding photographer. So I've never had any issues, whereas with other type of photography work. I've definitely had times where I've had to awkwardly, you know, nudge people like you haven't paid my invoice yet, but I never have that problem. So that part of it all seems to go really smoothly. That's maybe from the, the worry that you're not going to show up if uh, if they don't pay, you know, so that then it's like, you know, if, if we, if we don't pay our photographer, I mean, she's not going to show up and then we don't have a photographer on the day and there's no way we can get another one last minute or anything so that's probably why there's no never a problem when it comes to getting paid before the before the wedding i'd say if you took payment after the wedding then you would have a lot of uh, you would have a lot of issues of people you know yeah. a couple being away on the honeymoon or dealing with a million other things and and you'd have to be chasing them all the time so i think it's great you you ask for the payment up front before the wedding yeah me too well 
So the, the next job is, yep, charging the batteries, cleaning my lenses and turning up. Not just turning up on time, guys, but turning up early. Okay, I pride myself on being punctual. And whenever you think you've got enough time to do everything you need to do, I would say always add on another 45 minutes at least to that. Because like, if I know guests are turning up at 1, there's no way I'm going to turn up at 10 to 1 and just get into things. I'm going to be there for a while before that. I'm going to get my head into the right space. I'm going to get into photography modes and I'm going to warm up. I think that's quite important. I know mm-hmm. that doesn't imply to every industry because um well well yeah punctuality does apply to every industry oh, so yeah definitely when it comes to meetings and stuff i'm i'm always trying to get there trying to get there earlier rather than um just on time because yeah you never know what comes up and and yeah there's nothing worse than than people who who come late to every meeting and you know that then you you label those people as okay these people are always late and you can't count on them there's nothing worse than that. Oh, nothing worse. So I'm kind of aware that we're like, oh, inching, you know, beyond our 30 minute mark. So I'll try to wrap this up very quickly. But basically on the wedding day, the bride and groom should not have to even give me a second thought. Like they shouldn't have to care about me. Their focus should be on enjoying their day. I have all the info I need. I can just get on with shooting. I know where I've got to be and at what times. Yeah, the bottom line is, like I said at the very beginning, you're being paid to to do the hard part. They've just got to enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. After um, kind of after I finish the wedding, um, I'll always pull them to the side. They're always kind of drunk and dancing by this point, which mm-hmm. is great. And I pull them to the side and I give them a hug because, like, I've just witnessed something really personal. I feel like I feel like I'm a part of their friends and family group now so I give Mm -hmm. them a hug and I thank them for everything and I tell them I've had a great time um, because I have I'm not lying and you you know it'll usually take me three weeks to edit so you'll be hearing from me around the three week mark Mm -hmm. and I don't really follow up any sooner than that because the way that I look at it is that getting married is pretty hectic right and they're probably going off on their honeymoon the last thing they want is yet more emails about their wedding from the photographer so I've never really had any problems with that um kind of three week mark for editing photos although sometimes you do get impatient couples emailing you going when are photos are you know are they almost Mm -hmm. ready And I deliver them to them using Pixie Set. Have you heard me talk about Pixie Set? No, I don't think so. No, oh, no. It's such a beautiful piece of software. Just a wedding gallery, but it's just mm, so aesthetically pleasing. So they get their wedding gallery. I dispatch the photos, high res and a USB, and um, just let them know that if they want an album, I'm here. And yeah, it's really kind of like an awkward note to end things on because you've just shot their wedding and now it's like, okay, here's your stuff. Bye now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't do, really, do don't you have um, do you, like your USB and, and you know, the packet or whatever you, you deliver to them? Have you got that nicely branded or? Yeah, it says get all with it. I've got these USBs that have my logo on them and then I put a nice wee card in it and write a wee note to them. Uh-huh. So it's nice and personalized. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, but I would like to think that this whole process from, you know, initial contact to to delivering the photos is really simple for the couple. Like, there's not a great deal of faffing about. I don't stretch things out. Uh, you know, they, they know what to expect from me. I just want them to sit back and worry about other things and let me get on with the photography. And hopefully, I don't know, do you think that 
do you think this is okay what I do? Yeah, it sounds like a great service. You're you're you you know meet them in person and uh, at the beginning of it, and and you try and find out any potential issues, uh, and you you have the right idea on you have the right idea about it where you're you're trying to deliver the extra value, and you're asking them you know how they met and what they have planned for the wedding and uh, and all of that sort of stuff because that's what's that's what they're going to find important and the you know what kind of shots they want and then all the way up until the until the last um bit of contact you have with them where you're delivering a nicely branded package of of photos and and delivering them yeah digitally and and do you do you also get them printed or is it just digital you deliver to them they have that option that's what i will say is that with the kind of advent of like photo box and even local supermarkets make prints now a lot of people want to cut costs and just do it themselves but I have access to a service that only professional photographers have access to so Mm -hmm. I do let them know that and I can take care of everything if they want but a lot of people do just want to cut costs and are quite happy to go to you know go online to photo box and get their stuff printed for themselves Mm -hmm. yes maybe we can go over yours one day yeah sure definitely we can uh We can talk about my process and how I get clients and how I work with them and my final deliverables and all of that sort of stuff. That that, that would be fun. Yeah, and if anybody is getting married or has gotten married and worked with a photographer, like feel free to critique me or tell me where where you think I could be better because I'd be quite happy to hear that. All right, sounds good. Do the do the outro, Paddy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been listening to Working Out. You can follow us on twitter at working out show and you can see all of our see all of our episodes you can listen to all of our episodes uh, on the website workingoutpodcast.com bye bye